Hi, everybody. We are back for our final identity wrap-up number six. I'm here with Garen, and we're going to talk about the message that he gave yesterday on um, – it was the culmination of our identity series. And so we got to yeah. talk about some good things. We kind of camped in John 10, and there were a lot of good things in there. Um, Garen, we kind of have a loose game plan of what we want to talk about. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, just off the bat, like mm -hmm. anything from yesterday that you're like – Hey, if you listen to this, I kind of wish I'd have made this more clear or, you know, disregard that I was really tired or I don't know, anything yeah, to draw I mean, the main to. thing is I really had to drop that whole section on. I do not think most people know how much they, the thing they think is a self-created identity is very much formed by culture and they think they've created it, mm. but culture has really dictated it. And I think a lot of people are living with that myth that they are their own unique person, but they dress like. 25 other people in their school but they oh, call yeah. themselves a very unique creation and nobody ever thinks like why do i look like yeah. a quarter of my class and i say i'm a, i'm this unique person but really what i bought into is a very cultural based consumer based identity that was foisted upon me and it's yeah it's it's just a myth and i didn't really get to go into that but we can hit that after we kind of man i've never things. noticed garen you don't really wear any brands like you're you are a unique individual look at me man i have like i have my <laughs> sterling pullover on who who knows how many other people are wearing the yeah. same thing today so like nike and dude yeah. you're like the remember and remember and uh oh yeah i have the nikes on too <laughs> dang it i am i've created my own <laughs> you remember how in the dark night isn't the dark night where they find the Joker's jacket or his vest or something, and they're trying to figure out who he is, but it's like handmade and it's not a label because he's like such an individual. No one wears clothes like he does. Yeah, that's you, Garen. You're the Joker. Oh, yeah, I'm the. And that's. <laughs> if that's, you ever commit a robbery and you leave like your shirt behind, nobody will be like, know. "Oh, this guy spun this in his basement." Yes. There's. That's what I do. Pat no. and I just spend our own clothes on the weekends. <laughs> okay, moving on to serious things that are important. So you start off by talking about the three problems with a self-constructed identity and. And the first one was that it is an unreliable compass. The next that it, is that it is crushing to us. And you backed it up with some really hard-hitting stats. And then the last was that um, it's really a myth. The yeah. self-constructed identity is a myth. And so really quickly, the self-constructed identity is an unreliable compass because it is three things. It is contradicting itself. It is always in flux. And it is corrupted, right? Yeah. And what I'd say specifically is, not just a self-constructed identity, but the self-constructed identity based upon my inner longings and desires. Because mm. that's what our culture is saying. Okay. You construct based on what's inside of you. Okay. And yeah, so that thing is, uh, I can't even read. It's a what? Unreliable compass. Yeah. Yeah. It is crushing in that. And, and so this is really dealing with those. When we talk about um, their contradictory influx, and what's the last corrupted one? and they're corrupted that's really talking about my internal feelings oh okay that was really focusing on this internal my longings and desires huh and why i cannot build on those things okay and what way is it contradictory because i've got a thousand feelings inside of me and oh. they don't all agree oh you know, right i yeah. want to be known and loved, but I want to be, it's that, like that thing you hear about young people. I really want to be loved, but I don't want to be known. Those are totally contradictory yeah, things. Yeah, sure. So I want, I want people to know me, but I hide myself and I've got contradictory feelings. So the question is, which do you, which do you go with? Yeah. And, and then whatever ones you pick to go with, the, the other ones are still in there. Yeah. And you just have this sense that you're not really being true to yourself. There's like, mm. there's some, there's just this feeling like I've just picked a few things and that really doesn't 
define me very well. Yeah. And so I've just got so many contradictory things. And that's why we can talk in a minute. Culture is really what determines which I pick. And people don't realize how much that I pick the ones that culture tells me are the good ones. And the ones that I hide and don't pick are the ones culture tells me are bad ones. Okay. So our feelings are contradictory. They're in flux. They're always changing, right? Yeah. So I feel one way one day and one day another day. Not just a day, but just as you age, you know, you know this, what matters changes, oh, yeah. your desires change, your dreams of what you want to do with sure. your life. People change jobs seven times. You know, I just mentioned changing majors, what, five yeah, times? Yeah, I used to work in admissions and the average is like three, three or four major changes per yeah. student per four years. So. so if I'm that in flux that even in college, I can't. My, my desires are changing that often on right. a, such a big thing, my dreams for the future. Yeah. Why am I trusting these feelings in here yeah. if they're just so in flux? That's a good point. And like I said, at whatever age you're at, you look back 10 years before and you're like, I was an idiot, uh -huh. a total fool. So why am I depending, you know, why am I building an identity on something that just how I feel or change, just change? Those things never stay the same. And the last thing you said was that our feelings are corrupted. Yeah. That Jeremiah 17, 9, the human heart is wicked above all things, right? Desperately, desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Yeah. Why am I trusting something that basically every human being in the world agrees there is darkness in here? And so why am I trusting something yeah. that I even know is dark? Why am I building my life on hmm. something that I know there's something broken in here? It's why we keep coming back to KU basketball every year. Yeah, because it's not it's not. Broken. They let us down. Oh, I was going to say they're not. Broken. Oh, no, I always right. say I'm they, so yeah, they're, broken. They're that, so right. Even though that's they crush why you and I are so spirits broken. Every yes. year, I there still drag myself yeah. back to them and say this right. is the year. It's that Jeremiah seventeen nine, right? <laughs> it's that deceitfulness of sin. We think they're going to win it all. Yeah, it's just since de it's the deceitfulness of. We could be we could be as bad as K State denial. though. We could be hanging NIT banners <laughs> in our in our basketball gym that would be really sad yeah. so yeah, we're it, not that bad yeah, we're yet, not that bad but yeah. we're still pretty bad nobody ever chants nit nit <laughs> at our basketball games right against us when we're visiting someone that's true that's what we tell ourselves to feel better about the fact that we've won like one <laughs> national championship in 30 years <laughs> with our budget okay sorry sidetracked on to on to more important things so uh the self-constructed identity according to our feelings yeah is an unreliable compass. You said it's also crushing and you gave some stats just about the rise of depression, anxiety, self-harm, addiction, um, things like that. Yeah. And it's just proof that when we lean on ourselves, we self-implode. Yeah, lean. And I think when you have the pressure of you create an identity. When I was growing up, nobody ever talked about that. I didn't have this sense that I had to create an identity. You just, I don't know. We, we didn't have that, but that's all the talk now. And so the last two generations, people are growing up really hearing that and thinking, I've got to self-create oh. an identity. So it's the pressure we put on ourselves it's, to create it's this. It's the pressure to create an identity. Huh. Yeah. it's wow. That's why those stats for so many generations just was pretty level because we just, even for me, I'm not that old, I don't think, but I was, just, I never heard that. Yeah. Never. Never had the sense I had to build an identity, but that now is the big thing. And it crushes people because the weight of that is so strong. So what is that, so like heavy. a growing media presence? I mean, what yeah. all of a sudden has caused this, do you think? Yeah, I think consumer culture. And then, you know, I'll hit in a minute, but social media, the social media companies, they are all about crafting. They're both. Even consumer companies have all been about, they want to create in you a fluid, non-solid identity because then they can sell you stuff. Right, yeah. Because if I don't know who I am inside then I will build an identity on Nike or on what my friends are wearing. That will become my identity, yeah. and they're making money off of me. Right, and they love that. And I have no clue, right? Yeah. And that's that's what's going on. But it, it just just that pressure 
to, to build an identity. And then what do you do when your friends, suddenly Nike's out and then you'd show up one day at school and they're all wearing New Balance stuff. Yes, which is a perfect lead into what you wanted to talk more about yesterday, which was what? That, that this idea of a self-constructed identity is actually largely a myth that we believe, but we just don't know how much culture is actually forming us. Mm. And that my identity is more culture-based than I think. Yeah. And I mean, so there's a couple of ways. One is I said that culturally we're created. And then I meant, I, then I mentioned consumer, um, consumer, a create a consumer identity, which I briefly hit, but the culture one to me is really important. Um, and this comes from, if you work with people from other cultures, that really, you, if you get out of the West in a traditional culture, the sense of self and worth comes from without of yourself. It comes from the community, from your family, the extended family, from the society. Th that culture determines like what is good and what is noble and what is not. And the, all the pressure is, is for me to live into the identity that that culture creates and says, this is a good identity, that that's, everything is about that. But in the Western, in, in the West, it's the total opposite, that the sense of self we're now saying in this culture for the first time in history, it comes from inside of you, from the individual. Nobody has ever in all of history ever said that. But now suddenly we're hearing that, hmm. that it comes from within inside of you. Um, and so it is, I look inside, I look at my longings, I pick and choose a few of those things. I craft an identity and then I tell everybody who I am. And then if they can't come against me because if they do, they're, they're like violating me or something. Right. It's what Charles Taylor calls the expressive in, expressive individualism. Um, so in those traditional cultures, we go back to that. In, in, the self, in their culture, self-denial is the number one, the best thing you can be, is if you deny yourself for the sake of the community, you're a hero hmm. to them. That's the heroic narrative. But in Western culture, it's all about self-discovery and asserting myself. And the hero here is the person who comes against the community and says, you know, to blank with you, Mm -hmm. This is who I am. You deal with it. That's the hero in our movies. Yeah. But in other, in most, probably 80% of the people in the world, that is a villain to them. Right. But to us, it's a hero. And to us, the person who denies himself for the, 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 the society, that's a villain. Like what, what's wrong with those people? The people who cower, you know, it's the person who creates. So all of that is to say this, if you didn't live, if you lived in Panama or Bolivia, if you lived in Ghana or Kenya, if you lived almost anywhere else in the world, you wouldn't even be trying to self-construct an identity. The only reason we're trying to do that is because it's what our culture tells us to do. Hmm. So our culture has created this myth and we're just living into it because it's just what we're told and we hear all the time. So what would you say to somebody who pushed back on that and said, you know what, um, <clears throat> where you're from in the world culturally determines who you are. So it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you just do what your culture says because we're all different anyways right it's like the same person who says if i believe if i am born in america i'll be a christian if i'm born in iran i'll be a muslim if i'm born somewhere else yeah. I'll be some right like, so it doesn't really matter because it's all predetermined anyways yeah. like what would you say to that that's person? that's a great question i'm glad you asked it because the problem with both of them with the traditional view of an identity created by the community or the western created by me is that both are emphasizing an achieved identity I'm achieving it by either following the community or I'm achieving it by in here. And only mm. Jesus comes and says, you don't achieve an identity. You've been created and designed by the creator in his image. And if you're in me, you have an identity and you don't have to, you don't have to kowtow to culture and you don't have to kowtow to your internal emotions because I have created you for who you are. Yeah. So both of them actually, one's not better than the other. 
they're both an achieved identity. Hmm. And so both cultures struggle. So if I go to Asian culture, they live in, they're having an achieved identity just as much as a Western, right, yeah. but they're enslaved to the culture. Yeah. I'm enslaved in America to me right. and all the junk we just talked about. So it's all junk. It's just different kinds of junk. Yep. And it's what all we achieved. choose to be in shackles yeah. to. It's all human created, right? Yeah. And what we're calling people to is let's get away from achieved. Yeah. I would, when I used to talk about as Asians, I would talk to them differently. I'd be like, you don't, okay, I'm not saying blow off your community, but you've got to find something bigger than what your culture says. Right. You've got to live into who God created you to be. Yeah. To be set free from that. And yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. So it's not like any one culture in the world is better than the other. And we've got to be more like them. It's like, it's all human constructed. It's yes. all trying to achieve something on your own. So reject that as a whole, because it is man-made and receive what Jesus has for you. Perfect. You nailed it. That's it? Yeah. You had you had no clue that you were actually setting me up um, for that, that there are just two ways of having an achieved identity. Man. And that Jesus is totally different than all of Am them. Am I up for a pay raise? I feel yeah, like I'm just... I think definitely that that is a Christmas <laughs> bonus of like... Christmas, op- that's like 10 months away. A free meal at Opie Chicken House. I'm going to have a lot of uh, Rams gear I need to buy before that, Karen. <laughs> so um, one more thing as we wrap up here, because we're already pretty far into it, but yeah, we you are. were talking about how voices were so important. And in John 10, we advise you, Take time tonight in your quiet time and read through John 10 and look for the word voice or voices because it's everywhere. And so you wanted to talk really briefly just about um, how that kind of jumped out to you the day before you preached this sermon and just maybe why it's so important to us. Yeah, because I've been throughout, I've been talking about voices and I had that, that, that sentence I love, don't just listen to the loudest voices, but listen to the one true voice. And that had just been something I'd been repeating almost every week. And the, yeah, as I was reviewing this, I'm like, look at how many times voice occurs in here. And like, there are these voices that are the thieves and robbers who are calling out to you and they want to steal and kill and destroy. That's culture. Even We didn't even hit the culture. I mean, the consumer identity very much, but that's what they're wanting. They're, they just want your money and they'll create whatever you are, cult, mm. you know, by consumer products. Yeah. They'll brand you because they want your money. They don't give a rip. And that, but Jesus, that what he says is his sheep don't listen to those other voices. They don't listen. They don't hear it. They don't pay attention. They actually run away from it. And then I was just profoundly struck how often he says his sheep listen to him. They come to him. They follow him. They know him. Like, and it just really struck me like, wow, he talked, he's talking about voices here. And so it was just a way for me to kind of wrap up even the whole series of like, all those voices are out there yeah. in our culture crying out for you to self-construct an identity. And I'm saying, don't buy it because of all the stuff we talked about. So let me, let's, let's end on this. Cause I have a, another good pushback and I think people are maybe wondering this. Maybe you guys are smarter than me, but this is a question I have. So I just joked about buying some Rams gear, but I legit, I mean, I'm going to buy I did. I bought a Rams like Super Bowl shirt cause they won or like, you know, I know you have like a KU hoodie or things like right. that. So are we hypocrites for saying all this? And then we wear the name brand or we buy the thing. And it's like, Oh, you guys don't really believe what you're saying. So what, is that okay to do still and still believe this? Like, where's the line on that? Yeah, that's that's something I think we all have to wrestle with. There's nothing, we're created to be, I think God designed us to be like tribal, we're kind of tribal, not in a negative way, that we we do relate to things or groups that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's it's when, it's when, um, it's when that brand becomes like the most important thing or if I'm always hanging, I'm, I'm looking the same as the crowd I hang out with. Right then to me, that's a sign that I bought into an ident- a branded identity. Yeah. Um, and But you have to be careful. There was a time in my life that, you know, identity and idolatry are tied, that KU was an idol in my life. 
Yeah. And I would be devastated at a loss. And I, I realized that several years ago and I'm right. like, okay, that's, I can enjoy them. It's that thing of good. Remember the, with the idols, things are uh -huh. either, they're a good, they're, they're God, they're, there's the negative thing like garbage oh, right. or good. Right. Right. Yeah. So is there anything wrong with wearing Nike shoes? No, I mean, they're shoes. It's good. But if it becomes a God in my life, right. If, if, if it becomes what I stake my identity on. Yeah, if it becomes what I stake my identity. And I really think we have to be careful because Jeremiah does say our heart is deceitful. And so more likely than not, yeah. my identity is getting tied to it. I really need to be careful. Right. But can I live in a place where I love KU basketball and I enjoy them and they're the team I root for? I grew up in Kansas. I, right. you know, can I enjoy that, but it not be a God in my life? That So it's to me, it's all that wrestling and that's right. there's no easy answers. But Because I... Because I like it was a joke, but I put the Rams pennant up for the announcements a couple weeks ago, and I have the Rams shirt because we won, and like it's all a joke. But the reason it can be a joke is because I know that I'm rooted in something deeper than that, yeah. and it's not really who I am. Yeah, and it's kind of a ruse to stir up right. Chiefs fans. Right. But even on my own time, when I wear those mm -hmm. things or watch those games or care about that stuff, it's like just like anybody else, you know, God made it a part of us to want to buy into that, and that's natural. But when it becomes more than what it's supposed to be, that's when it can ruin yeah. things. And and to me, a key indicator of that, because that really gets in this it gets into branding and how consumer companies want you to be branded, is if every time in my culture a brand changes and what's cool and I have to change with that, that is a good sign that mm. my identity is tied to a brand. Oh yeah. And I also think, and we even hear this among Christians, but anytime I talk about somebody's clothes like that marks you as this generation or this or that, and I'm kind of indicating a little bit that's not cool. That's a very branded identity mindset, mm. and that's not healthy. Yeah. It's not good for the people to hear it, but what it shows is is that I think brands are more important than they are. Yeah. Um, so that, to me, is the big one, is if I've got to keep up with the latest fashions all the time and how I look, that's I'm in danger of that. my identity is tied to that. I feel like another sermon series is coming where we talk about like, brands and culture and where do we draw lines with that because it feels like you kind of scraped the surface a little bit on here and yes. had a lot more to say but we don't yeah. have two hours yeah, so we we're don't. not going to but maybe that'll be something in the future yeah I think, really I cool. think it is important so cool and you can say that when you just don't wear cool stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an excuse look... <laughs> it's, it's my excuse <laughs> we don't all spin our, spin our own sweaters in our basement on the weekends so <laughs> Garen thank you so much for this identity series Hope it's been useful to you guys. Garen, can you tell us what's, maybe not for next week, because I know you're gone, but what is kind of the next big rock at yeah, TBC Sermon-wise? So actually in March and early April, I think I'm going to come back and tie up a few loose ends with this. Um, some kind of connected, unconnected things that as I've gone through it, I'm like, these are little kind of some holes. So probably hit some of that stuff. We're going to do a series on family after Easter. Cool. Hit some family issues and some unique ones in a in a different perspective. Things you don't normally hear, because that's just what I like to do is do weird things, right? So yeah. If you want to hear the normal stuff, you can click onto Craig Rochelle. But <laughs> if you want the underground, the uh, peripheral stuff, Garrett's your guy. Okay, guys, thank you so much again. Hope this was useful and uh, build your identity on Christ. Do not self construct it. It is what is it? It is uh, received, not achieved. Yes. It is my pleasure. To display the treasure yeah. and all the other things that we came up with during this one. Yeah. So, okay, guys, we'll see you.